Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for listening today. Visit us 24-7 worldwide at pathtozion.com. Depending on where you found us, you landed there somehow. And uh, I'm glad that you did. Thank you so much for giving of your time. Hopefully we will land on something that not just is interesting to you, but something that can actually help all of us to be changed, to be further along, moved further along in our journey of sanctification, of being more and more in the image and likeness of Christ, no longer our own. Less and less of us and our own identity, our own personalities, preferences, desires, that all of these things just continue to wane as we move towards losing our identity into the sun, becoming the the now representation of of the image of the invisible. What an awesome invitation and gift and opportunity we have been given. May we make the most of it today. Whether you are listening to this to start off your day, whether it's lunchtime and you've got half of your day still ahead of you, or you're ending the day listening to this, set your heart, set your intentions on, you know what, it's just time to, it's time for me to get to some things. It's time for me to really set my entire course towards being a spiritual man on earth as it is in heaven, individually, in our homes, in our gatherings, and in the body at large. Um, let's see, the, the, the book of Jonah teaching is, is gaining some momentum. Um, I did the five-part series. That was obviously pretty lengthy, two and a half hours, just over, on YouTube. And then... Um, About five days ago, I did a condensed version where we breezed through all four books of Jonah, and then I added some stuff just towards what I believe is within the text, teaching us the the principle that when the church, the people of God, all the way down to individually, when the man of God is in rebellion... And he flees from the presence of the Lord and he refuses to speak the word of the Lord to other human beings. The other human beings suffer. Those who are waiting to receive the oracles of God are waiting in suffering outside of his will. Stuck in their own unregenerate condition. And man, I'm telling you, I could talk about that again all day today. It's very sobering. It's very sobering for me as I drive out to work right now of people that I will meet. Some I may kind of just based on repetitive life circumstance. There are several individuals I know, presumably, that I will see today. And then there will be those who I don't even know yet. I've not yet met. Well, if these individuals, if any of them are presently outside of God's 
favor upon their life outside of his shelter and provision, if they are outside of the redemptive work of of the cross and do not know Yeshua Messiah individually, personally, and I refrain from the word of the Lord being spoken to them, should it come to me for them, I myself will be responsible for their condition. Friends, this is very sobering. If you have not listened to the study, please consider doing that. The book of Jonah is overflowing with the gospel message. Yahweh is desiring to reveal himself to humanity, friend. In this hour, don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in all of the hype and all of the media and all the Christian conservative jargon that tells you these people are worthless and have no hope. It's a lie. It's the deception. It's the deception of the great deceiver at work in the conservative majority, trying to get you convinced that these people, these vile, evil ones, are not worth the air that they breathe. There's no hope for them. You are right. They are evil. There's no hope for them. Wash your hands of them. Pray them away. Pray judgment upon them. And move about your business in the mercy and forgiveness of the Father. For you. (laughs) It's a lie. Friends, don't believe it. Don't give yourself to that deception. As I said, and then we'll move on to today. As I said, culminating in that study uh, of of the book of Jonah... And those four, four short chapters therein, the whole message is there are none too far. There are people who are lawless, evil, violent, without hope entirely. Yet, the book of Jonah culminates in saying, you know what? Yahweh God saying, I know all these things. Their wickedness has come up to me. Because of these things, because of their condition, I want to show them compassion. They don't know their right hand from the left. I know that. And therefore, because of their condition, I want to show myself to these people. And they will believe. They will believe. Just like that study said, they will believe in the same manner that Abraham believed, counted as righteousness. Incredible. What a message that we've got to continually give ourselves to and remember, especially in this hour of chaos, lawlessness, and brother-hating brother. We cannot be like the world. We've got to be marked and we've got to be different. So that being said, today I just wanted to share something, just a a simple principle, very lighthearted in nature. Um, when I was in a men's gathering um, a couple days ago, we were just kind of being lighthearted ourselves, and we were just talking about some of the things to do in the natural, even, to prepare for just years to come, for ourselves, for our children, just some things that, you know, that might be a good idea to kind of have in place, not in fear, not in crazy prepper land, but just, you know what? 
Is there anything that the Lord would be saying to us to just kind of tend to in the here and now? There's no harm in that. That doesn't make you a fearful man. Many people who do that are fearful. We have to be careful and cautious and clear. But that doesn't mean we have to be. So we were talking about several things, and one gentleman just was talking about how he needs a nice pair of boots. He's going to need a a real solid pair of, of boots in case he's got to kind of leave his normal, comfortable lifestyle. He's, un, he's, he's thinking, you know, man, that's something I, can, I might really need. <laughs> I could really use some nice boots if things really start falling to pieces and I need to live differently than I'm now living. And so we were kind of making jokes about that and laughing about it. And I made the comment how, well, if, if things that we see that have preceded us about how God took care of his people in a wilderness time, a tribulation season, and how one thing was he made their shoes to not wear out, I said, well, wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, that's kind of a good point because if you're going to be stuck wearing those shoes for a Years and years and years, man, you better want you better want the best pair out there. <laughs> if these soles are never going to wear out, man, you better get the nicest pair there cuz you're going to be stuck with whatever you've got on for a long time. You don't want $10 Walmart shoes if those are the ones you're going to be wearing for years and years and years to come, right? <laughs> And yes, that's lighthearted, and you know, we were just obviously being a little ridiculous for a while. And I know that's kind of silly to jump into anything serious, but that's just kind of how my brain works. And so since that happened a couple days ago, I've just been thinking about the principle within that mindset. And, and let me try to connect some dots for you the best I know how. What that led me to begin to think towards is this fact, this principle. Because, and this is very pivotal, I mean, if you're a, if you're a rapture-minded believer who believe there's no trial, tribulation, suffering, enduring for you, you're just going to be sucked out of here before things get bad. Number one, well, how, how's that looking for right now? Why are you still here now? <laughs> I mean, there are many facets of this very hour that are very, very, very trial, tribulation, testing, enduring based. Would you not say so? There's been short seasons, very short, but a beginning of food shortages, plagues and pestilence. Man, we don't even have time. Wars, rumors of wars, men pouring into streets, fighting against one another, hatred and, and brother against brother in a way that, that is very, very, very elevated. I would say the world's never been more divided. The United States have never been probably less united than they are right now in this very second. Leadership is questionable at best. People are in chaos, fearful. 
The world is in turmoil. So, number one, then why are you still here now? <laughs> if God's desire is that you don't endure or suffer any trials and tribulations to an escalated point, then shouldn't, shouldn't Jesus have already come and sucked all the believers out and folded their clothes on the floor already? Why are we here now? I think we're, it's part of our story. But without getting into rapture doctrine and belief systems, if in fact we're going to endure anything, and if in fact we're going to be a people who have to have a reason to lean hard into the Lord in a way and, and to a measure we have not had to yet here in America, we're going to need some things in place. We're going to need some things already established when the testing, when the trial comes. Now, we don't have to. No one's going to force you to spiritually mature. No one's going to force you to even change how you live in the natural comforts, luxuries, indulgence, entertainment. Much of this nation, for sure, in the world in measure, but I think America leads the way. America, you know, many people want America to be the greatest kingdom on the earth, to set an example for which, what everyone else wishes they could be. But you know what? What we lead in the most is comforts and indulgences. We, yeah, we lead the way in many things, including reprobate conditions with a bunch of spoiled people who have whatever they want whenever they want it. And friends, this is going to be very difficult for us, myself included, when the great shaking continues to increase and arrive in greater measure. It's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very challenging. I would say in measure for all of us and for some people specifically, it's going to be, I believe, excruciating excruciating, almost unbearable. So to get just right to my whole point of recording this episode today, I just feel like there is a, a place for us to get to, natural things aside, natural preparation aside, I lean more heavily towards spiritual preparation than natural. I think I think the same principle that I'm presenting about like the shoes that you have on, the boots you're wearing when things go down might be the ones you're wearing for a while. And what I mean by that is, friends, now is the time to get your house in order. This doesn't have to be some crazy apocalyptic scenario for us to hear that message and warning, this should be how we live anyway, but here's the reality, we don't. The reality is we don't live that way. We don't, for the most part, live in constant spiritual maturation and preparation for whatever lies ahead today, tomorrow, weeks and months and years ahead. It surprises me how many people just don't really think about 5, 10, 20 years away from now beyond their 401k or job promotions 
or how well their car will be running by then. I mean, it's just very odd to me. And so I think it would do us well to really think through scenarios like, I mean, I mean, as far as we can take it. And this is where, again, if you believe that there will be no enduring for you, man, it's a dangerous doctrine. It's a, it's a dangerous doctrine to know the Bible tells us that those who endure till the end will be saved, yet our entire, our entire preparation plan is, is, is dependent upon us just being sucked away. We plan for what we are expecting. We prepare for what we believe is before us. And if we don't believe we have to endure anything, if we don't believe we have to be prepared for anything, then why would we prepare at all? I think that in this hour specifically, a whole lot of the church's doctrine and their approaches to things are are revealing, man, it's revealing some very concerning conditions within the body of Christ. I mean, prime example, a pandemic comes on the scene, the entire church globally shuts down, right? (laughs) I mean, think about these things, friend. Think about the, not the organizational church, but like the living entity that is the body of Messiah that's supposed to be operating in a kingdom unseen, walking with discernment as spiritual men, viewing things for what they truly are in discernment as mature sons, listening for direction and orders from the king, living on earth as it is in heaven, and what I believe incrementally is very small in measure of what's to come, a, a sickness is inserted into mankind. If you want to know my take on that, go back three months and listen to my um, purpose in the pestilence study. It was very lengthy. Looking at the scriptural understanding of when pestilence comes from the hand of Yahweh God to ascertain, correct, and bring people to Him and or bring judgment. But what did the church do, and what is the church now still doing in great measure? Retreat. Run. Hide. Flee. Put on a mask, lock your door, and do what everybody else in the entire world who's living in fear is doing. No leading. No proper biblical example. Instantly. Instantly. The global church looked and looks now just like the world. Well, this is for the benefit of of mankind. It's our scriptural obligation to prefer others over ourselves. Well, of course, but like we're still buying in, the church is, buying into an agenda that's just ridiculous. No distinctive response. Or the other side is a very arrogant put your foot down, nobody's telling me what to do, Christian movement. Man, I'm telling you, the middle ground, 
Where in the world is the middle ground in this hour for the people in Messiah who aren't moved by such ridiculous natural emotion to either just fall in line with the world or make a ridiculous, boisterous scene of calling everybody deceived but them themselves? It's very strange. The Word of God and the truth speaks for itself. I mean, I don't know. I don't think we've got to be such assaulters of of, um, lies and deception. Man. But to get back to my principle before I get too far out, again, what if... When, if you are one who believes that things are coming in, in worse measure than they are now on the earth, as far as trials, tribulations, suffering, the loss of, of pleasures and natural indulgences, all the comforts that we now have. And not everybody has them, but most people that would listen to this program, yeah, that's, that's us. What if, right now, what, no matter what you believe, whether you're a rapturitis man or whether you're believing you're going to endure some horrible, awful things because that's part of our testimony and, and our overcoming, that we will have a purpose and a role. Which, wherever you fall in, in those two perspectives, let's just say what if, for the sake of discussion, what if... Your condition, should something drastically shift today, I mean, like, because I'm telling you, I would not be surprised to hear through the grapevine, since I'm not checking news every day, I'm not checking Fox News and CNN every two hours to see what people are saying about Trump or what in the world he's saying today, but if some let's just say cataclysmic event happens, cosmic, natural, war, who knows? There's plenty of options that are all probable right now. But let's just say something catastrophic happens today, in mere hours from right now. What if, what if, Whatever spiritual condition you are at right this second, presently seated in, whatever your spiritual maturity level is, that's what you walk out with from here on. In the middle of a disaster, in the middle of a cataclysmic event, what if that's, that is, what if that's your vehicle, if you will, to drive into persecution, suffering, endurance, trial, and tribulation. How will you fare? How would you fare if right now something in the earth shifted and you were thrown into a dire circumstance? How would you do? If your spiritual condition, if your spiritual maturity, if your knowledge of the of what the lord is saying to you and your household and to the church at large right now if your present understanding 
if your present relationship with Yahweh God eternal, if you're, if, if all of where you go out from right now is determined by your present moment condition, how would you do? Would you thrive? Would you just eke by and maybe make it through to the other side? Would you not have a chance right out of the gate, overthrown, which I think we see in a lot of the church right now? Her response is almost synonymous with the world. Why? Well, she lives within the patterns of the world. The church has been ruled by the system of entertainment, self-glorification, satisfaction of self. And again, here in America, if you want it, you get it. And so when that in any measure begins to get removed, panic ensues. People lose their minds. The church has not passed this test very well, friends. Let's just be honest. The testing of 2020 has not gone well for the church on the earth. She has not. Man, her report card is, woo boy. She's not looking real good. May we receive that warning. May we look at that scorecard and be like, oh man, right now we've got to work on some things. Right now we've got to change. Right now we've got to mature. We've got to prepare because just like that silly example with that brother's um, boots, his shoes. Man, if you're going to be wearing those for years, man, you better have some nice boots on, brother, because you don't want those cheap Walmart ones on if that's what you're going to be stuck with for the next 10 years, for the next three years, for the next season of of trial and tribulation and perhaps fleeing to the wilderness and dependent upon God to be your absolute everything. Look, you know, friends, we've got to be prepared. I know I'm always saying that, that on this program is this is a preparation age. This is a preparation season. And what if what we do today, we already know it's true, but I'm just saying for the sake of just imaginative scenarios. What if something changes tomorrow that takes us even further into chaos? Friend, your spiritual condition today is what's going to carry you into what's next. And I'm just going to be bluntly honest. That should terrify a whole lot of people. That should terrify a lot of people within the church. Well, I'll just go to church. Okay, well, church is out. I mean, that's been made crystal clear. Okay, well, you can't gather. Oh. Do you read your Bible? Do you study the Word of God on your own? Do you teach and train your wife, your children? Do you study yourself to show yourself approved? Yourself now, already. Is that already in place in your home? Do you fast? Ever? It's not my strong point. I need to practice more. I need to train myself more denying myself on purpose to prepare. Do you commune with the Father when you're at work, when you're driving? 
when you're eating, when you're, when you're getting up and when you're lying down and everything in between? Are you communing with the Father? Are you hearing what the Spirit's saying? Are you discerning what the Spirit is saying in this hour? And as I'm always saying, Yahweh God never does anything on the earth without first disclosing it to His prophets. Are you one of those men? Are you positioned in intimacy with Yahweh Elohim? To be one who hears, discerns, and rightly delivers the oracles of God to this generation. And I'll bring this to a close, man, right back on the book of Jonah. I'm going to beg and plead you to please go to the YouTube channel or the podcast, because now at um, pathdesign.com, now it's an audio form as well, extracted from the video. It's a 75-minute video where I talk about the preparation that comes for other people through the words of God's people. That we cannot flee from the presence of the Lord ourselves because it won't just affect us individually, it also affects all of humankind. All of humanity is waiting. They're waiting for the oracles of God to be spoken out into the earth. Dependent. So friends, we ourselves, we first have got to examine our own condition, prepare our own hearts, repent, turn, be in good standing with the Father, in the likeness of the Son, regenerated, born again, of course, and then walking in the fullness of what God has for us today. Why? Not just for ourselves, not just even for our own households. Not for our congregational gatherings that we're in the midst of, but for those who do not yet know Him. For those on the outside, for those who are waiting for the Word of the Lord to come through His people to bring them life. Friends, there's much for us to do. If you're a Christian and you're bored out of your mind, captivated by the things of this world, friends, there's a problem. There's a major problem. There is more than enough for us to do. More than enough. Myself included, I'm going to continue to be clear, and then we're going to close the door on today. I myself, too often in too many facets of my life, drag my feet. I don't give myself enough. I don't study enough. I don't pray with my wife enough. I don't speak blessing and favor and and the plans of God to come to pass over my son as much as I need to. I don't cry out enough for this generation, for mercy, for compassion, for the restoration of all things. I don't do that enough, friends. There's more for us to do. So today, would you consider what that looks like for you? Again, if you today encountered a major calamity, whether global or individual, how would you fare if you had to springboard off of your present condition, spiritually speaking, into the future right now? If everything you consider normal and comfortable changed right now, how would you do? How would your transition look, friend? Would you be full of faith? Would you be full of the shalom and peace of God? Would you be full of expectation and rest? 
or would you be shaken greatly? Would you be moved? Would you be terrified? Would you retreat just like the church has been doing in, in, and have no answer, no response? What would you do? How would you respond? We've got we've to take a good hard look at ourselves and figure out answers to these questions now while we still can. Why? We are in the age of mercy. We're in the age of time still being open for us. So let's not squander it. Let's make the most of every opportunity right here, right now. So friends, be encouraged. Go to YouTube and search Path Design Podcast. I'm telling you, these messages, please, please, please consider sharing these videos when they are videos. Share these audio episodes, please. I need your help. We need one another to to declare the word of the Lord in this hour. People are waiting for it, friend. They're waiting. Go to pathdesign.com. Email us, pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know where you are, what you're doing, what we can pray for you specifically. And listen, if you want someone to come to where you are to speak, to teach, to share, to pray, reach out to us, email us, contact us, please. Facebook or email or the podcast at pathdesign.com. We're ready to go. I want to go. I want to speak. I want to share. I want to bring life to anyone who is looking looking for it. So be encouraged today, friend. There's still, still time for us. Let's be a people of movement right here, right now. Amen.